transmission, where on modelofcontrol.com gains a voice. Transmission 024, as usual, a few weeks later than I was intending. <laughs> we promise we'll get better. I know we say it every time. But we've now finished Midsummer Murders, so we've now <laughs> got more time. Yes, we've probably got to do a special podcast on that too. Yeah, might not be in this series though. <laughs> this is Transmission, this is the A to Z of industrial music on a model of control.com, uh, where I, Adam. I'm Daisy, his uh, long-suffering wife. And we talk about industrial music. I pick a playlist based on that letter. I moan about it. Pretty much. Do you know what letter P does stand for? P stands for... Power noise! Aren't I glad we're doing this by band and not by genre? Yeah, you'd think that. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a bit on letter P, actually, as it goes. Um, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to play. We've got quite a few episodes of letter P. There's ten, 10 songs this week, and <clears throat> the words of a certain club introducer will be introducing us this first time round, and I'll tell you about the band afterwards. Alright, lovers! This is a pussy blowout! Smelly pussy, hairy pussy, stepping pussy, silk pussy, horse pussy, dog pussy, chicken pussy. This is a pussy blowout. Yeah. Okay. 
pussy that, of course, was Powder Pussy with Cryogenic Pussy Lover off the album Six Ways from Sunday from 2004. And I think to the surprise of most of our listeners, I actually quite like that song. I've never got with the rest of that album or anything else, but I find that song quite fun. It's an epic, <laughs> it's an epic dance floor filler. It's I've used it countless times at clubs. And in fact, I don't think I've played it since we returned Rivet. No, you haven't. Right, I'll be doing that next time round. <laughs> uh, Rivet 11, 16th of October. Um, but yes, that is, weirdly, it's a side project. It's Herman Klappholtz from A Karma Sots and Mika Godreich from This Morning Mina. Having fun, basically. I mean, the later Powder Pussy albums got a bit serious and a bit dull, really. But frankly, they released one so- that one song that blew the roof off Infest 2005 when they opened the festival I with it. I certainly remember that after that, set and hearing the album you and our mate tim would not shut up about it oh it was great fun ages. yeah it was great fun uh, <laughs> but yeah it was it was kind of the power noisy electronic industrially dancey stuff that had a lot of fun and obviously used really great samples from dust till dawn uh, which let's be honest most of us have all seen at least 15 times right yeah probably yeah pretty much um so um yeah we're going to be going all over the place today because i've got some really obscure old stuff some stuff you'll know some stuff you won't know um, some stuff you'll hate. Uh, coming up next is PTP, Programming the Psycho Drill, which you will know, but you won't know it because of the song.
your programming was Psycho Drill with Show Me Your Spine from 1986. It was used in a major Hollywood film that you have seen in recent year, in recent months. It no, is the, I've got no idea. It is the song used in Robocop in the dan- in the club scene. Oh. And it is also uh, Al Jorgensen, Paul Barker of Ministry and Ogre of Skinny Puppy. But it's the only song they ever released, and it was meant to be a project that they did more on, but the song never actually ended up on the soundtrack, and didn't get properly released until about 2006, weirdly enough, on some compilation. But it was one of those lost tracks that never quite understood why it didn't go anywhere. It's one of the first industrial songs in, Ho- in a Hollywood movie. <laughs> um, and in fact, I, c- I think it might be the first. I can't think of an earlier one for- than it. Listeners, if you can think of an earlier one, please tell me. It's in a film, not not an earlier song, but an earlier film. Yes, used in an earlier film. And it's a banging track as well. And it works in that club scene when it's like really claustrophobic, dark club scene. It's the kind of song that you would dance to. And it doesn't half sound like 242 at points too. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's a a song, an important one, even if it got a bit forgotten for a while. (laughs) So yeah, I I, I should probably tot up how many times Al Jorgensen and Oga from Skinny Puppy appear in this. Somewhere along the line. Well, final stats on the, the top ten most used artists in this, because there's a fair few, mm. not just them two. Mm. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. <laughs> I, I, will, I will think about that. <clears throat> so, anyway, talking of industrial veterans and musician mm. veterans, we're going to move to Sweden, well, Holland, actually, mm. now, for a band that have got a ridiculous name called Peace, Love and Pitbulls. <laughs>
was the wonderfully named Peace, Love and Pitbulls with Pig Machine from the album Red Sonic Underwear that was out on Play It Against Sam in 1994. And now one of the many industrial artists I discovered first thanks to 120 Minutes. I would never have seen or heard that song otherwise. Um, a, a veteran of the punk scene and the rock scene from Sweden, apparently, a guy called Joachim Thastrum. And if I've pronounced that wrong, I'm really, <laughs> really sorry. But there were things over the letters that I've no idea how you pronounce. Um, but yes, he was in punk bands from like the mid-70s and then in rock bands in the 80s and then moved to the Netherlands and decided he'd do an industrial project because he could. Did three albums, then retired, as far as I can tell. And that was it. That album's fantastic. I've never heard the other two, I have to confess. Um, but Red Sonic Underwear, I've had on CD since the mid-90s and I still have Rubbish it. Rubbish name for an album, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a slightly strange album. Um, it's also got a fantastic song that titled an old Tuesday 10 of mine called 2000 Ways of Getting Drunk. <clears throat> Cheers. Cheers, <laughs> as we drink wine this evening. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyway, I did say P is for Power Noise. Oh, does it have to be? Uh, kind of does. Um, not. This is a band you've seen oh. live. <clears throat> In fact, you saw live more than, as, almost as many times as I did. Is this? Uh, let me guess. Let me get. Can I? Can I get, am I allowed to guess? You are. Is this? Um, oh God! What are they called? Panic DHH. You are correct. Ah! It is. <laughs> <laughs>
That, as Daisy correctly pointed out, was Panic DHH uh, from the album Panic Drives Human Herds, and that was the frankly deafening live track Spare uh, from 2004. So in another um, fact to astonish our listeners after me already admitting to enjoying the Powder Pussy song, I think I actually saw Panic DHH live before Adam did. And I didn't actually hate them. I mean, okay, I was an undergrad and I was therefore probably drunk, but I didn't hate them. They also remain, I think Daisy and I will both agree on this, remain one of the single loudest bands we've both (laughs) ever seen live. Yeah, I didn't hate them that first time live. I'm not sure I ever want to see them again. I don't think I ever want to listen to them on record. Remember the time we saw them with KMFDM, where they literally created a shockwave that knocked a number of us <laughs> off our feet halfway through the set? They were, by the way, a band uh, fronted by, of all things, they've kind of been erased from history because their frontman, Robbie Furs, went on to a pop career with the, the Big Pink. And very. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and he very intentionally basically erased Panic DHH from the web. Um, and I don't think it was accidental. Because all of a sudden, it was never mentioned that he was in a previous band in any of the bios about the Big Pink. And they cleaned up and he made presumably millions from the Xbox advertising use of Domino's. And the first album was great, but it was not what Panic DHH were doing. It was a bit of a jump. <laughs> Just a tad. Um, Panic DHH were originally signed to Digital Hardcore and he worked with Alec Empire for a while. Um, which kind of tell. explains the noise. Uh, but they had an almighty fallout, as far as I understand, after that album was released on DHR. And they went on their own way with their own label called Hate Channel. Um, they were in uh, exp- live. They were what a guitarist, a vocalist, a drummer, and a guy on a bank of analog, a wall of analog synths. <laughs> Something like that. And um, it was just they were brutal. Uh, somewhere between p- punk and noise. I wish I could remember <clears> who they were supporting the first time I saw them. Because now I can think of it. I, mm. it was, I think it was the small room at Corporation in Sheffield, and they would have been supporting somebody else. Because I wouldn't have gone to just see them. But mm. I'm damned if I can remember who it was. Uh, if anyone can remember, please tell us. Somewhere uh, around two thousand and four, probably Sheffield. Uh, it's ironic, actually, that he's made it erased it from history because that album could desperately do with a remaster because it's not quite loud enough. <laughs> um, but hey, you know, you can't have everything. Anyway, um, Let's you're, move on. You're, uh, we shall move on. Um, we'll return to Sheffield later. But you're gonna, ha- you're. I'm sorry, you're properly gonna hate this. But it is a woman doing noise. <laughs> this is Pharmacon. <laughs>
Comic-Con with Body Betrays Itself from Bestial Burden of 2014 uh, on Sacred Bones. Uh, Margaret Chardier is quite something. A, unusually a woman performing in extreme noise. Uh, and that album was written... Uh, for, that was her second album. It was composed after an unexpected emergency surgery and is basically themed around the idea of how your body falls, kind of fails you oh, and falls apart. Um, I, rem- I first came across her supporting Godspeed You Black Emperor at Brixton um, and she came down the front and stood on the, bal- on the barrier and screamed vocals in the front of men who were watching down the front. And it was quite an experience. My, me and my friend Ellie were stood back, further back, just watching it going, whoa, okay. And there was this ever so slight move backwards from lots of the people who were down at the front of the barrier who, couldn't, who weren't quite expecting someone quite so noisy supporting Godspeed. She's um, at Pharmacon, I did not realise. I looked up the mo- meaning of it as well. In philosophy and critical theory as a composite of three meetings, remedy, poison and scapegoat. The pharma bit's obvious because yeah. that's where you get pharmacy from. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about the rest of it. Um, but yes, she is um, a singular talent and extremely loud and nasty at points. But her me- music is meant to be extreme. That's the kind of whole theme yeah. of it. It's 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 really not for me. I didn't think it would be somehow, um, but I thought I'd do some explanation along the way. Anyway, shall we switch entirely and yes, shift around please. a little bit? Let's switch to something you like. My God. We're going to Sheffield. It's Promenade Cinema. Just like everything you've seen before 
Bernard Cinema with Passions in the Back Room from their recent album Exit Guides that came out in, what, April? Uh, what is time this year? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I love Promenade Cinema. I think we both do. We do. Um, indeed, their first album, Living Ghosts, uh, was the A Model of Control album.com album of the year, 2018. <laughs> much to the surprise of the band, actually, yes, as it turned out. they seemed quite blown away by that. Yeah, well, it was genuinely deserved. It was this obviously that brilliant album. 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 Um, um, I am have different thoughts about the new album. I think it is a brilliant album, but it's a, it's a grower. It's not as immediate as the first album was but it has a different theme uh, that song however I first heard live last year when they debuted a couple of tracks and is by far the best track on the album um, but I, I like the way they use the interplay of the two vocals and they there's obvious nods to previous synth pop in Sheffield and other bands <laughs> yes and they're the second Sheffield band we can think of a member called Dorian <laughs> yes indeed indeed um, but I think they have uh, they have a, like a vitality and a kind of a an, a concept that works very very well that many other bands would do well to take notes from and she has a lovely voice when she lets it soar yes and I think Dorian has a great voice too actually as it goes I think they complement each other very well um, and hopefully we'll get to see them live someday in the future again yes and they seem to go down well at Stay In Fest uh, um, yes a month and a half ago now they're, they're little little bit of, of, of them that we got seemed mm. to go down very well. It did, it did. Um, and if you've not heard them, go away and listen to both albums, because they're great. Listen to the first album first, it's more immediate. Yes. Um, now, more women in, industri- in industrial. Good. But it's probably not one you're going to like too much. Bad. But they do kick ass. Uh, this is Prometheus Burning. <laughs> Eat the honey! 
that was the fairly brutal sound of Prometheus burning with some things are meant to stay broken from their debut album Beyond Repair that came along the long gone Hive label in 2006 I remember when I first heard that Tony played it to me on his on, on his headphones at the Wendy house going dude you need to hear yeah. this I think I went and bought the album the next day um, but uh, but yeah they were a, a Pittsburgh duo uh, Nikki Teledictorian on vocals and noise and then musician and producer Greg Van Eck um, who seemed to have something of a combustible relationship along their time of recording together apparently their live shows frequently happened at kink clubs and the like and had quite a quite an edge to them uh, they explored pure noise but more mainly were like vocal fronted converter level noise um, they were brilliant absolutely brilliant and quite how they never broke through to the wider wider scene I've never known I'd say certainly I'm not aware that they ever played over here sadly because I did try <laughs> um, but yeah you would have run a mile if oh, they yeah. played in first oh, yeah. Um, but yeah that that's nasty dancey industrial dance floor noise of the yeah. kind that Daisy hates yeah I thought as much there is a link <laughs> there is a link of course to Promenade Cinema because they come from the steel city of Pittsburgh and Promenade Cinema come from the steel city of Sheffield Amazing how different styles come from different the same kind of idea, huh? Yes, well... Yes, quite. Um, anyway, staying in the Midwest, actually, uh, we're going to stick with... Uh, we're not moving away and continuing with noise, though. Oh. No, we're not. It's going to be a little more mellow mm. and melodic. There's mm. even a chorus on this song. Mm. Uh, this is PTI. <laughs> I'm not the sound looking 
So that was PTI with Identify from their 2004 album Blackout on WT2 Records. And weirdly enough, they are kind of the forerunners of what happened in the industrial boom and resurrection in Chicago, because they were formed by Eric Dusick and Phil Fox. Surprisingly melodic, actually, as Chicago Industrial goes. Uh, but Eric Dusick was the founder of Bit Riot Records with Tonya Lee, who picked up bands like Cyanotic quite early on and helped to grow that scene into the what it's become now with cold waves and everything else so yeah i kind of i never quite realized it never made the connection until i started researching it recently and suddenly realized oh yeah Um, but i love that song and i'm the album's quite great too but that song towers above the rest of it and it's kind of one of those lovely melodic ballads in industrial that i really quite love what do you think you like it yeah it's all right well fine (laughs) i don't know i did I didn't really feel anything for it one way or the other. Oh, fair enough. You'll probably feel something one way or the other for the next song. We're staying in America, and it's uh, a bit more metal. This is prong.
Snap Your Fingers, Snap Your Neck by Prong off their 1994 album Cleansing. My God, 1994. <laughs> Are we as old? Yeah, I've been listening to that ever since I bought that album in 1994. <laughs> um, they were actually formed originally by a sound engineer, Tommy Victor, and Dorman, Mike Kirkland at CBGB's in the mid-80s. Uh, started out as a hardcore punk band and found their niche as an industrial metal band in the 90s. Um, joined by... Uh, John Backdale on synths, industrial legend. Paul Raven, ex-Killing Joke, on bass. Terry Date, Deftones producer these days, producing. Uh, and Cleansing is basically perfect. It's slick as hell, it's industrial as hell, it's got all this subtle electronics all the way through it, and it's groovy as hell. And the first three songs are dance floor fixtures at any metal night you will ever hear. Particularly Snap Your Fingers, Snap Your Neck. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. worked with Ministry since. Uh, Prong's still going, I've seen them live a few times in the last de- decade. I'll dance to them back when we're allowed to dance to things. Yep, yep. Basically, it's Tommy Victor plus various hired hands these days, but that's fine. It's cool. He knows what to, he knows what the fans expect. He plays some new songs. He plays yeah. all the hits. It's it cool. is what it is. I it is what it is. I've got much to say about it because it is what it is. Yeah, and it's definitely industrial. There is no doubt <laughs> about that. Um, so, um, and I have this week one last song, and it's a song you like. Oh, good. This is Pigface.
saw the best minds of my generation running on MT, super glued to the TV, dreaming of prosperity, talking incessantly, saying nothing, sleeping on platforms at train stations, sipping chemical cocktails, alive to the universe, dead to the world. Hallucinating delusions of media reality in Camden Town, desperate in the pursuit of cool. He's in a suit, she's in a straight jacket. 7-Eleven nightmares at 3 a.m.
Finishing this evening is in Utopia, the Warzone mix from the remix album Below the Belt of 1998 on Invisible Records. And you owned this before uh, I... Pigface, you might want to add. Oh, good point, yeah. If you didn't already know that, of course. Thank you. Um, I blame the wine. Yeah, me too. Um, but yes, it t- uh, you were Pigface were a band that I realised that you were into when I got together with yes, you. Yes, my ex, uh, the other Adam as I refer to him, uh, introduced me to that album, the, that, that remixes album in particular... Um, oh gosh, several years before I met you. Um, yes, and I really that that one in particular that Adam's just played for you, I really like. It is a glorious song. Um, sadly, Meg Chin is a Brexiteer now. Yeah, but... let's not talk about her. But then I guess when they've got what a hundred and Le- yeah, well, uh, like, let's talk a bit more about what <laughs> Pigface are. They're gonna have some members with questionable yeah, beliefs. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> probably the ultimate revolving cast of members, the ultimate industrial supergroup. The ultimate side project. Yeah. Martin Atkins, original drummer with Public Image Limited, joined everyone else along the way, formed Pigface in 1990, with the express concept of it being a collective where people would come and go. Wiki lists no less than 157 people who've been involved at some point or another. The last <laughs> tour a few years ago had at least 30 some of those names are big famous names of the industrial scene and then there's people that you wouldn't expect so I mean Trent Reznor was in them for a while wasn't he, he involved was. with well, he did for a suck. while came from that um, Leslie Rankin of uh, Silverfish and Ruby has mended her flags with them but a number of Silverfish songs got redone uh, Chickasaw in particular uh, and um, Hips Tits Lips Power um, <laughs> but then surprising names like Black Francis of the Pixies Mick Harris of Napalm Death and uh Pendulette. <laughs> well, why not? I mean, we, we know he plays music as well, well as precisely. doing magic, so... Precisely. Um, uh, they are, by the way, as we write this, uh, as we talk about it and whatever else, this weekend, Pigface are doing a live show that is a rebroadcast of a live show from their last tour. It's called the Stay the Fuck Inside Tour. <laughs> and they have very cleverly created... You can buy a $15 pass to watch the show and, you know, help fund the band. But you can do it from different events. So basically, wherever they were planning on playing this year, you can buy your ticket... Support your local venue. ...to folks. support that venue that you would have gone to, which is an ingenious idea. Apparently that's it's, American venues. Yeah, apparently it's taken months to sort this out. Um, but it's at crazy times but, uh, this weekend. But certainly, it's uh, look it up online. Uh, it's it's all on Facebook and various other places. But it I'm kind sure of Adam will post a link to it on his... Uh, oh, I'm sure. Rock ...weekly yes. roundup on Friday. But it's an ingenious idea. And um, we very nearly redid our honeymoon to go to Chicago two days before we went to New York because Pigface were playing Chicago and it was the 25th anniversary show our honeymoon marvellous as it was was ill-fated musically because we missed several bands in several cities by several days we missed the Kidney Thieves by one night in LA we missed the Afghan Wigs by about three days in New Orleans and these guys and Pigface two days before we got to New York hey ho (sighs) Oh, well. If only we'd scheduled it better. Yeah, we saw some ace jazz and some ace blues in New Orleans. But, but you know, yeah, <laughs> certainly ki- Kidney Thieves would have been our only chance ever to see the Kidney Thieves live. Yeah. 
Oh, well. Hey-ho. Oh, well, we'll just have to go to L.A. sometime when all this shit's over and go and see them again. Um, but, yes, yeah, so um, so that's that for this week. We'll continue on P on Transmission 025 in a few weeks' time. Uh, we'll try and do it sooner. I know we say it every time, but we'll try and be back sooner. Yeah, we'll try and do another couple before Christmas. Uh, <laughs> what else is coming up at the moment? So I'm doing three yeah. nights at the moment DJing. So there's Rivet coming up on October 16th, which is Rivet 11. Uh, me and Andy bringing industrial of the kinds that we feel like playing on a Friday night. Or whatever I feel like prodding him to play. That also happens, particularly <laughs> when she's had a drink. Uh, if you're into extreme metal, Stormblast is coming up later in October. I'm taking a bit of a break at the moment uh, between the usual fortnightly ones. Uh, Stormblast 140, you hear here first, will be 40 years of extreme metal. And I won't be involved in that in the slightest. And then there's also the kind of music you like, uh, number five, which is on October the 20th, uh, which is me playing all the alternative stuff from the 90s and other times uh, that don't get played at other nights. That isn't Britpop. <laughs> And of course, since the last time we did one of these podcasts, uh, the previous kind of music that he likes uh, featured a special guest DJ. Yes, you DJing for the first time ever, <laughs> uh, fulfilling a long-standing, uh, a long-standing uh, agreement that she would DJ oh, for me eventually, and it was good fun too. Uh, and by popular request, you'll be returning in a couple of months' time. Yes, I'm not going to do the next one. I think I'll, at most it'll be every other one. At most. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but you will definitely be welcome back. Uh, and also, uh, I haven't been writing too much recently. Uh, Burn out after Infest. Yeah, and also having done five interviews from from in, from Stay Infest. Yes, we haven't even talked about Infest since. Yeah, let's talk. Podcast, yeah, let's talk about that. We've got I time. That was a while ago. Yeah. Um. So Stay Infest was a lot of fun. I DJ'd early. Uh, and seamless uh, tech from from the guys who ran it. It was it really just worked brilliantly for a stay at home event. It genuinely did across three channels. There were over a thousand people. Raised over eight grand for charity. Which is phenomenal. Um, and I did five separate interviews with bands, uh, four of which were fully broadcast. One was partially broadcast along with the seeming um, uh, the seeming live set that he did. However, there was 35 minutes of interview with, with Alex Reed of seeming, um, and the whole thing, along with all the other interviews, are on talk, my talk show host series on amodelofcontrol.com. Uh, and, uh, and then coming up soon, of course, uh, because we're nearing the end of the year already, and my usual rules are 1st of December to 30th of November because that's how release cycles work uh, so I will be wrapping up the best music of two, 2020 in early December uh, there will be of course no gig roundup this year because Sorry. I saw no less than 7 gigs this year I mean you could write about all 7 of those <laughs> no I'm not going to it's not going to get it's not going to get done this year because there isn't enough to cover it's it it's just um, too depressing yep uh, but there will be the best albums the best songs and the best compilations and reissues uh, and uh, I'm broadly settled on my top 20, I think, at the moment, unless something truly blows my mind over the next month or so. But pretty much, that's it. Um, otherwise, Tuesday 10s continue uh, wrapping up the best new music and random subjects as I feel like it. Uh, by the time this has been posted, Tuesday 10, 429, which will be on Luck, is will have been posted. And I have absolutely no idea what next week's is yet because I haven't really looked <laughs> at my list. Uh, pretty much, that's it. Uh, P is for power noise, basically, because there will be more power noise across the next few weeks. Uh, But there will also be other bands you love. P is for Pray for Daisy. Uh, P is also for music Daisy likes, um, (laughs) because there are other bands. Um, But we have whittled on too long. We've had a bottle of wine this evening because it felt appropriate. I think you can tell. Uh, Thank you for listening this evening. And this has been Adam. And Daisy. Uh, You've been listening to Transmission 024, and we will see you soon. Goodbye.